The following podcast was produced by PHC Corporation of North America, formerly known as the Panasonic Healthcare Corporation of North America. Welcome to the Panasonic Healthcare Information Network, a service of Panasonic Healthcare Corporation of North America. This is Bill White for the Panasonic Healthcare Information Network. We're back with Joe Laporte, Product Director for Panasonic Healthcare of North America. And we're picking up on a series of discussions describing the new VIP Eco Ultra Low Freezer. This freezer has earned an Energy Star certification. It's a significant milestone which gives us an opportunity to discuss just how this freezer was tested, what standards were involved, and why independent testing is so important. Joe, explain this process to us, please. Bill, uh, one of the things related to Energy Star is how it is actually performed. And, and we've been involved with this process since it began in 2009. And we know what the intent was. Uh, from the EPA and from the stakeholders uh, that have come in and out of the committee as we move forward. And one of the big uh, requirements that we had was to really show that ultra-low freezers, when they're used in the field, we really wanted to capture the energy based on people opening and closing the door, which is very typical with an ultra-low freezer. So we came up with a standard that required six door openings throughout the testing. But part of that standard uh, also involved the amount of time it took to open the inner and outer doors of the freezer. So if the freezers have inner doors as standard, they were to be included with the testing standard. So what would happen is that if the outer door is open longer, of course, warm air gets into the freezer. And considering the fact we're dealing with a temperature gradient of over 100 degrees between ambient temperature and the inside of the freezer, uh, that could uh, really have a big effect on the energy the freezer uh, consumes. So um, in our testing standard, we are provided, we provided the freezer exactly as customers would receive it with the standard accessories. Um, and, and that's an important thing to remember related to the Energy Star testing because like anything within Energy Star, manufacturers will sometimes try to make their performance as good as possible by adding accessories or removing accessories from the freezer that can either increase or decrease the energy performance. So what we did is we followed exactly what the intent was from the EPA and ensured that we were uh, testing the freezer exactly as customers would use it uh, in everyday applications. Okay, Joe, we have um, several key areas. One is uh, energy performance, temperature performance is another, environmental impact is one, and storage efficiency. We're not going to cover all those today, but let's talk about this business of energy consumption. We have two key metrics here, one we call steady state, and the other we call daily. So what do these mean and how is a customer to interpret these? Yeah, what they mean is it's two different readings, of course, because they're giving two different results. Now, the daily energy consumption is the actual Energy Star qualification number. That's what the EPA set as uh, this is the energy that we're going to decide on whether your freezer 
meets Energy Star or it does not. And that includes door openings. And the reason for this goes back to when we first started working within the program. Originally, the EPA wanted to follow the program that was used for commercial refrigerators. And very quickly, uh, all of us stakeholders said, well, these are different. We're, we're not storing lettuce. We're storing often irreplaceable samples in these units. So customers really need to know how they perform, not just how much energy they consume. So the EPA broadened the definitions on what was being reported uh, when the testing was performed. So daily energy consumption includes all the door openings uh, and the recovery of the freezer within a 24-hour period. And uh, that would typically indicate how much energy a freezer would use in a customer location. Steady state energy consumption is the amount of energy that the freezer consumes if there are no door openings. So obviously the daily energy consumption will be higher uh, because you're introducing warm air when you open and close those doors. So uh, again, over a six-hour period with six door openings, uh, there's going to be a difference in how much energy that freezer consumes. So one is real world, that's the daily, and the other is... Um ideal, which is you never open the door, but at least it puts us on the same page with the competitors across the board. When we talk about temperature performance, we've got a few uh, areas here to examine. One is pull down, and we'll come back to that one. One is interior uniformity and how it's measured, why it's important. One is a term that seems to get everyone tangled up, and that's called peak performance. We talk about temperature recovery and warm-up. That's uh, too much for us to cover here, but let's talk about this business of interior uniformity and peak performance. Interior uniformity is uh, the average uniformity inside the freezer over the period of 24 hours. So uh, in a steady state application, when the freezer has recovered its temperature and is cycling uh, at its set point temperature, uh, the uniformity really is an indication of uh, the difference between the warmest and the coldest temperature inside the freezer. So why that's important, again, getting back to the point that we have a difference of uh, over 100 degrees between the ambient temperature outside the freezer and what's being stored inside the freezer. Um, it, if the freezer doesn't have the ability to cool uh, the whole interior properly, then there's going to be some stratification or variance in that temperature. So if you're trying to store product at, say, minus 80, and your uniformity is is high, such as plus or minus 10 degrees, plus or plus minus 15, then that will indicate that not all of your product is stored at minus 80. So the idea is to try to get that number as tight as possible as with the plus and minus numbers as close to the set point temperature as possible so that there's assurances that every product that's stored within the ultra-low freezer actually meets that temperature criteria. And then there's this term peak performance. Tell us about that. Peak performance, uh, when we went through the committees, was uh, there was a lot of discussion on that. What it actually means, um, as far as the value is concerned with this, what it means is that when all the testing is performed, when the freezer is tested, the outer door, and if the freezer is in, has an inner doors, they're opened as well. And whenever warm air gets into the freezer, that's going to drive that number uh, quite high, obviously, because warm room air is getting into the freezer. The peak temperature variance really is an indication at, at uh, really the worst time uh, right after a door opening that the freezer is showing uh, the temperature uniformity. Obviously, in some cases, 
the worst case scenario, the temperature will rise quite high as warm air gets into the freezer when you open the door. But what happens when you close the door, uh, a well-designed freezer will recover that temperature very quickly. The peak temperature variance really is not capturing that number. It's really giving an indication of how much warm air is getting into the freezer when a door is open or could potentially get into the freezer. Now, these are empty freezers that are tested. The reality is, is that, quite frankly, I think this is something we need to revisit on peak temperature variance and really its application and, and what it means within the standard uh, may not really carry a lot of weight related to long-term temperature storage inside the freezer. So temperature recovery after a door opening is a, an indication of how much reserve refrigeration power the freezer has, how quickly it can come back to its set point, how it can tolerate high ambience and um, other loads. Tell us about the refrigeration power inherent in the VIP Eco. Yeah, even though this wasn't a required reporting within Energy Star, it's something that the manufacturers and customers really pay a lot of attention to. And that was always the challenge when we started the Energy Star program. It's actually quite easy to make a freezer that will get to minus 80 and consume very little energy. Uh, the problem is is that it doesn't often have the ability to remove a lot of heat load from inside the freezer, such as when you put uh, warm product in there. It's really important that a freezer have enough power to be able to remove all the heat within the freezer to bring it back to set point quickly when warm product is added or the door is opened. Uh, and that's a tough balancing act when you're focused on energy. That's also one of the reasons why the data on how well the freezers perform is included within Energy Star, because if the only focus is on just energy, then there will be a lot of freezers on the market that uh, consume very little energy, even less than what we're seeing on the list now. They just won't have the ability to remove heat from inside the freezer. And that's really the long-term goal of an ultra-low freezer, of course, is to keep the product that's in there as cold as possible. And when you open and close the door, make sure it recovers as quickly as possible. Within our freezer, we had a, a very strong um, response related to uh, how quickly this freezer recovers. And we'll be publishing that information from third-party testing in the very near future. I think that's one of the keys is that all of the data that we're talking about is going to be uh, third-party sourced. So uh, we're talking about freezers that will be tested under very controlled conditions and where we have a relatively straightforward way to compare. Let's move on real quick to BTUs. We talk about energy. Uh, a BTU is essentially an expression of energy that's coming out of the freezer. So where does the VIP go? stack up as far as BTU output that's uh, going to be loading the HVA system of the facility? Bill, that's a, a very important question, and it's almost, if not more important, than the energy the freezer consumes itself. Traditionally, ultra-low freezers have consumed anywhere between, the larger ones anyway, anywhere between three and 4,000 BTUs per hour or higher, and uh, that's that's quite a lot of heat that the air conditioning system or the HVAC system within a facility has to remove. So it's not just the energy of the freezer, it's the energy used to remove the heat from the freezer in the room. With the Eco Freezer, we've been able to get that BTU level down 
less than half of what um, our original or our standard freezers have. So this is really going to make a big difference uh, in the market related to not just the energy of the freezer, but the overall energy package, for lack of a better term, how much energy a, a customer can save by purchasing one of these uh, new freezers. It's, a, it's essentially an energy footprint or a uh, uh, another way of helping a facility establish uh, sustainability goals, which we know are extremely important clear across the country. You're listening to the Panasonic Healthcare Information Network. Joe, let's talk about this concept of reliability. Panasonic has a long history of ultra-low freezer production and use out in the field. So there's extraordinary record of, of good performance. Uh, when you bring out a new product like the VIP Eco, that's going to have to essentially join the brand and carry that uh, flag for that reputation for dependability and reliability. What have we done with the VIP Eco to make sure that that pedigree is sustained? <laughs> that's another good question, Bill. There's always that struggle within the market to be the first one on the market with new technology or be one of the first and try to capture the early adopters uh, that are purchasing uh, ultra-low freezers. We took a different approach with this freezer. Our quality standards require us to do very long-term testing at very high ambient temperatures. And in most of our equipment, if not all of it, including the VIP Eco, the freezer was tested in a 35 degree centigrade or Celsius environment. And if the freezer didn't pass or if there was any wear and tear, premature wear and tear showing on components, then we had to start all over. Uh, and that's always been our, our process for ensuring our quality with our product is to make sure that we're using the best components available in the market uh, and that we're producing the best final product uh, for our customers. In this case and in almost every case with us, we're not looking to win the race to be first to market. We are looking to be the most reliable on the market. And our focus is looking after our customers' needs, making sure that as much as possible, they're not having to respond to that two o'clock in the morning call on a Saturday that their ultra-low freezer is broken. And, and that's been the hallmark of, of our brand throughout the decades that we've been producing ultra-low freezers. And the VIP Eco is really no different. Um, the quality process that we went through with this freezer design, although it didn't make us first in the market, made sure that we are producing the same quality product that our customers have come to expect from us. Joe, that sounds like um, the Panasonic uh, trademark of deliberative, uh, deliberate re engineering, testing, working through component attributes, making sure we've got the best components that we can possibly get. So now we've got an ultra-low temperature freezer that uses natural refrigerants called the VIP Eco. It's Energy Star certified, and it's now independently proven to be the most energy efficient freezer on the market. Not a bad idea. Nope. And uh, as our customers are saying, they've been waiting for this for a long time, and we're very eager to get this product out there so they can actually see what this freezer can do. All right. Joe Laporte, manager, product group, Panasonic Healthcare of North America. Joe's based in Wooddale, Illinois. Joe, thanks so much. You worked awfully hard on this project for a number of years. It sounds like you've had some great success. Yes, it's taken a while, but uh, we all have smiles on our faces now that we've finally gotten there. Okay, I think we need to underscore the fact that the information we're talking about that's published is going to be also published independently third-party websites 
uh, starting with Energy Star and uh, included in some other places as well. We'll talk to Joe Laporte uh, later. There's a lot more to cover with the VIP Eco. We'll talk about other aspects of temperature performance, the environmental impact, which includes sound, uh, storage efficiency, and that's where we look at uh, apples to apples boxes per square foot of floor space or per cubic feet of interior volume and others. There's a lot to learn and we think that the uh, best thing that we can do is educate our customers and educated customers one of our best friends. Joe, thanks so much for being with us today. Thanks for having me here, Bill. You've been listening to the Panasonic Healthcare Information Network, a service of Panasonic Healthcare Corporation of North America, serving life science, pharmaceutical, clinical, and biotechnology markets for over 50 years. The preceding podcast was produced by PHC Corporation of North America, formerly known as the Panasonic Healthcare Corporation of North America.